Welcome back to Brisky Business. This segment of the program is Brisk Bulls and Bears. We talk about the public, public markets. And uh, I've got Irvin Gonzalez, attorney of law, with me. And we're having a really, really compelling conversation about uh, what he does as an attorney and his broad range of uh, capabilities. Irv, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Dave. So listen, buddy, uh, obviously we've got a long uh, relationship uh, uh, that transcends 40 years of, of friendship and you know, started our lives here at Fordham. And you know, it took us a while to figure out how we get our investment footing. So we talk a little bit about public markets here, but I think you take a different path when it comes to investing, don't you? I absolutely do, Dave. It's not the uh, investments that everybody thinks of what I do. Uh, I think I more invest in the future of this country, and by that I say, since I work as an immigration attorney, since I have the privilege of being able to do that, by being able to help people become residents, become citizens of this country, they are ultimately people who work here, who provide, who start businesses here, who employ other people. So if anything, I would say I, I invest in the human being more than in anything else. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, some people may be listening to that going, can that be real? And it is real for you, and I know that. I, I know you give an awful lot back to the community. You certainly do an awful lot of pro bono work as well and have done some great things. And I know that you've, uh, you've created opportunities for people uh, that have had an unbelievable impact on your life, as it should. Uh, from an investment standpoint, I want to say that you're not a big public markets guy. I think you've gone down another path from actual investing, haven't you? Yeah, I, I, I've invested more in, in some real estate. Uh, I've dabbled a little bit in it, not not that much, um, but not really in the uh, you know in, in stocks, as it were. Um, as I said, real estate, and then what I can do uh, by by my work. And invest, in other words, investing in your practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and and that's you know that's certainly another way. And we try to help people to accumulate wealth. A lot of times, people think that there's just one single path, but there's so many ways to do it. As long as you're continuing to invest those dollars in something that can provide a return, which obviously your business has for uh, for many many years. Uh, right. And so, let's talk about some of those moments where you've created really, I guess, the uh, American dream for people. Well, yeah, I mean, it's great. That story that I was telling you about before, that person that came into this country seeking political asylum. I've had people that have been here on business visas who have invested, have, have started companies here. They could be from starting restaurants, you know, starting with one and have gone to two, three, four, ten and more restaurants, uh, different types of businesses. So it, it's very rewarding in that sense because you get to see these people on a daily basis. You get to see that they've come in. You get to see their struggles, and then you get to see the way that they've really made it. But it's always important because I tell everybody, you know, like becoming a citizen, we get to enjoy everything that this country gives us. But we also have to remember that we have to put something back. Uh, not only those of us born here, but those of us that, that immigrate to this country, we have to give something back to this great nation. And that's what I've seen a multitude of my clients do is, uh, is create job opportunities even for other people here in this country. Do you see a great level of pride when someone obtains citizenship? Absolutely. So many people from other countries leave those countries because they can't vote. They don't have freedom of speech. They don't have certain freedoms that we, being born in this country, take for granted. And that day that they become citizens, you won't believe how many people send me pictures on Facebook, post it, 
holding a little American flag in front of a Statue of Liberty that they have, you know, a box Statue of Liberty there at the uh, at the CIS, uh, Citizenship and Immigration Services offices, when they become citizens. People that you would never think of, the smiles on their faces, Dave, is probably akin to, you know, when we had our kids, you know, being at the hospital, seeing your kids being born. These people are born again that day. They're, they're citizens of the United States, and it's incredible for them. I have to imagine that warms your heart in such a big way. Speaking of our kids, how's Ava doing? Ava is doing just great. She's uh, finishing up, hopefully, college by the end of uh, the, the summer next summer, 2021. So she's uh, attending school in COVID times and pandemic times. What has that been like? Yes, she is. Well, she does everything from, from home. Uh, so it's a little tough because she doesn't have that interaction with, with other students and, and the professors. But she's loving it. She's getting through it. She, since, since we're in COVID time, she's gone through the full summer. So instead of starting her junior year now, she's almost starting her senior year because she'll be done if she keeps going by, uh, by August. What is she studying? She's studying uh, economics and finance right now. And she hope, hopefully she'll go to law school is what oh. she says right now. But as we know, we'll see what happens. Following in your footsteps, eh? We will see. We will see. <laughs> As we know, that things can pivot very quickly. Yes, they That's, can. That is great. Please uh, give her my love when next time you speak to her, okay? I surely will. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to change to a different subject. And, you know, every anyone that watches this knows this. And uh, attorneys can be the brunt of so many jokes. I think of any profession there is, probably attorneys are, are the most... Uh, abused in some ways shape or form and maybe in some cases it's warranted maybe it's not what why do you think that is and and obviously there's always a little truth behind every uh every scenario like that there is some truth as you say um and, and sometimes it's well deserved because sometimes you know people look at, at our profession and sometimes they see people that are that, that don't have scruples or don't have as many scruples as they should uh, but then there's there's a bunch of great people. I remember when I, my mom, when I graduated, she gave me a shirt and basically defined lawyer as a person who protects his client from other members of his profession. And that's basically what it is. You know, it's everybody looks as an, an, an attorney as somebody who is a liar or somebody who will bend the truth or somebody who will exaggerate the truth. And, and as I said, sometimes it's warranted. Sometimes some of us deserve to be the brunt of those jokes and some don't but i think it's like anything everywhere in the world well i think every profession has that uh for sure right there's always the uh the good guys and the bad guys i guess that's just the lives that we live in uh right. but in the case of attorneys do you think that there's too many attorneys is it too easy to become an attorney in your mind or are there too many attorneys out there I think there's probably too many attorneys that want to hang a shingle up and practice law. Uh, I think that going to law school is a phenomenal source, is a phenomenal education that you don't necessarily need to only use it to say, as I said, hang a shingle, uh, practice in a particular area of the law. You can use it for business. You can use it for so many things in every day, but it's ingrained in us that if you go to law school, you have to open up an office or you have to go work in a big firm as an attorney and, and that's not necessarily the case so yes in that sense i would say that there are too many attorneys and not enough of us who use it as another form of education uh, and to help us in our careers you know what i think that is actually really good information
when you think about it. Um, if there wasn't so many attorneys that now have to, as you say, throw up a shingle, all of a sudden you're trying to make ends meet, and then all of a sudden, you know, the temptation to do something that may be unscrupulous might be in front of you, and then, the, you know, financial struggle might make those, those, those difficult decisions or bad decisions in some cases, which leads to these reputations. I have to say, though, you know, in spite of the bad rap, if you get into some type of trouble or some type of issue, you know, one of those first phone calls you make is to an attorney, and you know that, and it's an important to have a good one, and I consider it a, a huge blessing to be able to reach out to you in those cases, and I'm sure your clients uh, feel the same way uh, due to the solid work you're, you're able to provide on a daily basis. So I appreciate you being one of the good guys out there. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And I try to be a good guy. I'm sure some people out there may, may not think so sometimes. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it is fun, as you know, when we get together with friends, to be the brunt of those jokes. You know, sometimes it's fun, um, but not all the time. Well, you're such an easy target, you know. Yes, I am. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my friend. Hey, listen, it's great to talk about these things and chat it up. I, I do appreciate your honesty, your courage about your profession. You know, it's one of the things I think is lacking uh, in, in our society right now, that people aren't uh, able to laugh and cut it up and joke about certain things without taking it so personal. You know, we're all so politically correct right now, and that doesn't make for very strong relationships. Uh, but, you know, having one that transcends 40 years, trust me, we've done plenty of off color comments back and forth. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez has some very, very interesting uh, start to his career that he'll share about mentorship. So let's bring Irvin Gonzalez back on the program. Hey, Irv, this is the point of the program where I like to say sit back, have a cup of coffee. You know uh, my wife, Sunshine, very well, and she picks out a cup for every guest. And this one is kindness is magic. And uh, you know, that lets you know how, what she thinks about you, and you are one of the most kind people we know, and some of the pro bono work you have done and stuff as a mentor has been amazing. So cheers to you, my friend. I can't wait to have a cup of coffee with you in person very soon. Absolutely, and Lisa, thank you so very much for picking out that special. <laughs> so listen, let's talk about it. And I, you know, mentorship, and you had a different perspective on mentorship and how it might have affected you in your early career. So why don't you share that with us? Sure. I was already in Florida where I was working, as I had alluded to before, at a firm, um, being an attorney somewhere, but not in Florida yet. And the mentorship that I received, in particular from two attorneys that I had to deal with more, was, was really a negative mentorship. I saw them with an attitude that they were better than anybody else, that they were better than any of the staff because they were attorneys. In fact, at one point they said to me, because in the evenings I would go help my, uh, my daughter's family, who owns restaurants, I would help them at the restaurants. And one of the partners pulled me aside and said, you are not allowed to do that anymore. You are an attorney and our clients cannot see you doing that. Uh, I said to him, I feel bad that that's what you're saying. Let me know when you want me to leave because I'm ready to resign because nobody's gonna tell me that I cannot help my family. And that helped to form my outlook on what my career should be going forward. So I really do thank that person because that person really became a mentor that helped me get to where I'm at today by his negative examples. You know, that's really powerful. And I think people can use ne negative experiences as an excuse. 
And, you know, some can sit there and really pay attention to what's going on in their heart and actually rise above that and become better for it. And that sounds like what that experience did for you. It, it really helped me because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't only as I saw him demeaning to other people there. You know, he was demeaning to the, the ladies that worked at the firm. He was demeaning to me at times because I wasn't an attorney in Florida yet. He was demeaning because I was Hispanic, even though I was born in this country. But, you know, I'm, I'm Cuban. But even though I was born in this country and my last name is Gonzalez, I was treated differently by him. And, and that really taught me not that I ever think that I treat people differently because of the color of their skin or their name. Uh, but that really showed me, you know what, this is not what I want in my firm if I ever do have a firm. At that point, I wasn't thinking of having my own firm. I was just going to look for the next place to go. And that's what I was alluding to before, that I left there to go work for another attorney uh, in Miami. Wow. So that, uh, you know, I did a show on culture and, uh, you know, obviously it's on the NTV USA app and there's all types of cultures out there. Did that shape the culture you put in place for your own business and your career? Absolutely. You know, in, in my place of business, Maria, who you know, who's worked for me for 27, 28 years now, who's my paralegal, it's always been about the staff. We're, we are all one. Yes, I'm the attorney. And, and then just like you, the buck stops with me. If somebody in my office makes a mistake, it's my fault. It's my mistake. You have to take responsibility for it. But when it comes time to give somebody credit, because it's my office, I can't be the one taking the credit. Credit has to be given to the person who deserves the credit. And that's, that's something that I learned by opposite of what this gentleman did at this other firm. You, you had mentioned, um receiving some accolades from a judge a few times um, that, you know, obviously a case that went well for you. And I thought that was such a moving story. It re is really in line with this culture here. Um, tell me about that. Okay, well, what happened in one particular story, we had this filing that had to be prepared in immigration. We have filings to prove like in anything else, to prove the basis of your case, what your case stands on. And the filing was well prepared. It was paginated. It had all the tabs. It had everything clearly done the way it needed to be done. And the judge complimented me in front of a packed courtroom. So Mr. Gonzalez, thank you so much for having this so well prepared and presenting it to me. And I said, Judge, thank you, but I didn't prepare it. I just signed it. I reviewed it. I will thank my assistant, Maria, as soon as I get to the office, because she's the one that deserves the praise, because it was true. She's the one that, that put the time and effort in to do it. And as soon as I got to the office, I, I thanked her for it. That's great stuff, and, and that's probably why you have someone that's with you for 27 years as well. It, it helps. It helps. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's like family. My daughter, whenever she was born, she was there at the hospital. We've, we've become family. Uh, that's, that's the culture that I've also tried to have at the office, where it's just not me, Irv Gonzalez, as the attorney and boss. No, we all work together. She's not my secretary or my assistant. She's part of the team. We're all part of one team. Uh, the same way you work with everybody that you work with, we all form a team to get to that common goal, to that place we want to get to. Yeah, that's I, that's critical stuff. I'm very, very big into culture, and you know that. And uh, yeah. that's great to see that uh, you know that's you know working for you and how important it really is. I don't think there's enough importance on it uh, anywhere, really, these days. You know, so I think we're just chasing the dollar. Hey, bud, in, in right now in this 
this time of a pandemic, you got all these kids coming out of school. I mean, you've, you've got the situation, fortunately, your daughter's a, 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 maybe a year away. Hopefully things are under control. But people are out there right now. What do you think they have to do to make a difference, to make something happen, uh, to get out there and earn? I think people first need to see what it is that they can contribute to society, contribute to the, to the country as a whole. Yes, you need to make money. Yes, you need to go into something to be able to to eke out as it, as it is right now in existence, but never forget where you come from. Never forget what those goals that you set for yourself, review them on, on, if not a daily basis, a weekly, a monthly basis, and keep going forward and making sure that you're doing everything that you've set out to do. And if you haven't, hey, that's okay. Change gears, change your plan. That's what life is, we're, we're changing plans. An airplane, when it flies from point A to point B, it's off course a lot, right? And it has to correct its course. And that's what we need to do as human beings and also as business people. Yeah, no, I agree with you a thousand percent. You've uh, you've represented um, the Cuban soccer team, I, I remember. It was in the news and the coach, I want to believe. Um, that, I believe, was a pro bono case. So here's Yar giving again. Tell me about that. How did that come to be? Well, in 2008, it happened in 2008, I remember, because that's, that's when my mom, uh, God rest her soul, was in the hospital. Someone from Telemundo came to me and said, hey, listen, five, five players as, as of right now and the coach of the Cuban soccer team have uh, stayed in Tampa after a game, and we're going to cover the story. Would you be willing to represent them pro bono? And, of course, I said, sure, I'll represent them pro bono. Um, and it was, it was just an incredible feeling to be able to see these Five kids, as it were, because they were all in their, you know, 22, 23 years old, and their coach who had been around forever uh, as a coach and who had been a player in Cuba. But to be able to help them out, again, uh, obtain a status in this country, obtain that uh, that status of asylee, and then from there go on to become a resident, go on to become a citizen. In the case of one of the guys, I remember, he was married and had a child, and because he became an asylee, his wife and child were able to immigrate from Cuba to the United States with that asylee status. So they uh, they ultimately become citizens as well, or did you lose track of them? I, I lost track after we they became residents, but I'm sure at this point they've already become citizens. I know a couple of them were playing soccer, you know, in some of the clubs. I think one was playing out in California a little bit. Uh, so I lost kind of track of them there, you know, uh, after they became residents. But I'm sure by this point, they must have become citizens of this country. 30 seconds, gap moments. What What do you do to find joy in your life every day? What do I do to find joy in my life every day? Sit down and talk to my fiance, sit down and talk to my three brothers, if it will, which are you, Dave Kupik and Tony Catalano, being able to talk about our families. That's what I do. And I know that's true. You're the one, you really keep in touch with everyone, and it's always great when the phone rings and your name flashes up there, my friend. Uh, it's been great chit-chatting with you. Uh, let's do this again sometime. Um, uh, we maybe could do a whole segment on immigration in your program here at NTV USA that I know is really, really doing well. You are changing lives and making a difference every day in people's lives, and I appreciate that, my friend. I'm going to sign off. This is uh, Dave Brisky of Brisky Business, and I've been chatting with Irv Gonzalez. Irv, thanks for being on the program. Thank you, buddy.